Welcome to week seven of Elite Football Talk. I'm your host, Ryan Glenn, with my partner, Nick Shefford, along with our advertising and social media's director, Andrew Schaff here. He's uh, finishing up his dinner right now. And our guy, Sam Wiskus, who right now, he's not in the truck anymore. He's, he's in the ice cream he's truck. He's in the ice cream truck. He's selling ice cream. It's to, like the coldest day. It's been all year. To little he's... kids outside, so watch out out there. He, yeah. He, if you see a little... If you see a truck come around, if you hear it coming down the road, you might want to watch out. You tell your kids if, if it's making sound, that means it's out of ice cream. Yeah, that's uh, that's the trick that everybody falls for every single time. So we're gonna start off week seven, going over last week's top ten matchups or top ten games from each team. We're gonna start off probably with the one of the biggest games last week. Huge surprise, I'd say for most people. Texas A&M takes down number one Alabama at Kyle Field. Yeah, well, you know what. Zach Calzada had a great game. I know last week after losing uh, to Mississippi State, he was in tears leaving that field out game. He was like so disappointed that they couldn't find a way to pull off the win against Mississippi State, a team that's kind of subpar 500 of the SEC. You know, he played out of his mind. 21 for 31, 285, three touchdowns, intercept, one interception. You know, he he just he played he played the way they need to. The key to beat Bama, you got to start fast. Uh, A&M. Started 17 to 7 at the end of the first quarter. That's always a big key. First Alabama, you got to start fast. If you start slow and you get behind early, you're not going to be a good spot because that offense will just keep putting up points on you. But they started ahead and they're kind of, they got close at the end of the third quarter. It was a good game. I really enjoyed watching this at 7 o'clock on CBS. The place was completely sold out. Kyle Field, 106 people in attendance. That's crazy. You love to see that. 106,000? 106,000. Not 106 people. You never know. That, yeah. that, maybe JV squad last week, maybe 100 people at that game. But that was a credit crowd. 106,000 at Kyle Field, an elite atmosphere there. I think that really helped him win the game. I know I saw some guy on TikTok. We'll get to the game later. The Cotton Bowl, he's starting the Cotton Bowl and Kyle Field the same day. So super cool for, for them to experience. You know what? A&M, they hung with Alabama. And they actually, Alabama outgained A&M 522 to 379 in total offense. So. Uh, Dexam defense, Ben don't break. They found a way to beat Bama, but I still think this Bama team's really good. I still think they got a really good chance to make the cultural playoff still, but big win for AM back in the top 25. Yeah, AM probably one of the biggest wins in program history, beat number one. I don't know how long it's been, but also Jimbo Fisher becoming the first uh, Nick Saban assistant ever to beat him. It was, he was 24 0 going into that game, so great win for the Aggies. It was actually that video of seeing the kicker's parents celebrate. They were, they were praying in the stands that he would make, and he did, and just their reaction says it all. I would say probably the best thing the game was tied, so it's not like they were losing. Mm-hmm, yeah. So if he missed it, would it still suck? But they would have had a chance to win to play the overtime for sure. Yeah, so it was a great win for the Aggies. They uh, moved to four and two on the season, and looking to get back in the race for them. Hopefully, to get to Atlanta, get to the SEC championship game. Now we're going to move to number two last week. Georgia they defeated the Auburn Tigers. We were number eighteen in the country. They defeated them thirty-four to ten. Again, that defense dominant. Oh yeah, do- defense was dominant. Held Auburn only ten points. Uh, one touchdown, just a six-yard run by Tank Bisbee. That's a great name right there, Tank. I'm five of a kid naming him Tank. But, you know, this Georgia defense, they proved that they're the number one team in the country. They got ranked number one. All all the first-place votes went to them. So, you know what? This Georgia team, it looks like the team to beat right now. This They just Stenson Bennett, 14 for 21, 231 yards, two touchdowns. He don't When you have the Georgia defense as your defense, you really don't need to do much to the quarterback. All you got to do is make the plays. Not turn the ball over and just be smart, and that's what Stenson Bennett did. Kind of JT Daniels was a good guy playing in there for the last few games when he couldn't play. But you know, Stenson Bennett, I think he's the real key to the offense, making sure this runs. But another convincing win for the Bulldogs for sure. 
Absolutely, that Georgia defense continues to impress. I mean, they lead the FBS in a points opponents points per game is 5.5. They're averaging that's how many points they're giving up a game. Crazy. They've only given up two defensive touchdowns the whole season, and they're halfway through it. So they got a couple more ranked matchups coming up. We'll talk about those later in the show. Number three in the country, Iowa, in a great classic at Kinnick. They win this one 23-20 over the number four team, Penn State. Yeah, that defense. Once you think it couldn't get any better, four interceptions again. That's just ridiculous numbers. Like another game with multiple interceptions. Sean Clifford did exit the game with a, once he got that big hit on him. Uh, take on Robert Robertson kind of he wasn't Sean Clifford but he kept him in the game I would say he didn't really throw the game away but like their offense kind of got really vanilla I could tell once he went in the game they kind of really could throw the ball around as much as they wanted to you know what Kinnick was on fire but you know I, the stat that I think helped I win the game the most they had the ball for 35 minutes and 53 seconds to Penn State's 24-07 time possession I think that was a big key why I won the game. That that on that last touchdown that Nico Rodney scored, that place was going crazy. That place was going crazy. It was jumping around. Big win for Iowa, and they jumped to number two in the poll. Penn State, they fall, but you know what? They still had a good chance to win the Big Ten East if they just take care of business of the three headed monster, or the three other teams I should say that are in the Big Ten East to meet maybe possibly meet Iowa again in Indianapolis and get revenge possibly. Yeah, I think right now it's Iowa versus the East. That's about it. I don't you know. I don't see anybody else in the West right now that has a shot at you know going anywhere far this season. Um, great win for Iowa. That that seeing everybody on the field that was an amazing sight to see. That whole you couldn't even see the field anymore. It was just it was absolutely black. packed. It was, it was Iowa now number two in the country for the first time since 1985 when Hayden Fry was the head coach. So they went to the Rose Bowl that year. So these Iowa fans hoping. It's going to be another, yeah, maybe the Rose Bowl. They're hoping for another magical season also. Maybe better. Yeah, absolutely. So now, number four is Penn State. Number five in the country, was that a buy this? Cincinnati. Sorry, I was looking. Friday Night Football. This is a game we're talking about. We've been talking about this team now for the last couple weeks. They defeated Notre Dame, number five. Now they're number four in the country. And they took care of business in the way they need to for every single week for the rest of the year. Yeah, they they were uh, they were big favorites coming in the game, and they even they I think they doubled the spread. They won they won fifty two to three. They just completely shut down this Temple uh, offense. It's only eighty five yards of rushing, one hundred fifty yards of receiving. They, the, the Temple it's kind of just tough going in the Stadium, winning when you get a top five team. But you know, since then they they balled out Desmond Ritter twenty two for thirty two hundred fifty nine yards, three touchdowns. Dude just continues to impress each and every week. Maybe a dark horse Heisman candidate. Only thing that could lack against that could knock against him like this entire Cincinnati team's getting knocked against is the level of competition they do play against. So we'll see how that works. But you know what? As we said, if Cincinnati wants to have a chance to make the college football playoff, they got it. Was they got to win convincingly? And tonight, and that, and Friday night was another convincing win against an Owls team that you know what isn't that good, but they took care of business and they got the job done. Yep. Cincinnati continues. They got to play. I mean, what the spread for this game was about thirty points, wasn't it? Something, Something like that. that. And they won by forty nine points. That is exactly how they have to play. I mean, if they win out, I think they deserved a shot. Absolutely, they've beaten some teams that. Yeah, I will up say. There, I will so. continue to say this: the first college football ranking will show what. The Absolutely, is that really it's always about the first week in November. It's so always when the that. college basketball like because yep. they've normally had those rankings sometimes come out in the middle of that State Farm Classic thing. Mm-hmm. So, should be we'll interesting. See, we'll see what the committee really. Absolutely, that's this is where we we'll actually find out how good. 
committee thinks they actually are. Number six in the country, Oklahoma. They found a way to win this one. The Red River rivalry, they scored 25 points in the fourth quarter to win this one in an absolute classic game, 55-48 over the Longhorns. More like the Red River shootout, am I right? Uh, when you ever see Oklahoma and Texas pop up on a screen, no defense. You got to pick. The, you got to take the over. Over here, set up at sixty-six. Oklahoma scored fifty-five. But you know what? Uh, over a thousand yards of total offense. Like Oklahoma at six hundred sixty-two. Texas five sixteen. You know what? The story of the game. Caleb Williams, dude, came off the bench, and sixteen, and he went sixteen for twenty-five, two hundred twelve yards, two touchdowns. Texas, they jumped out really fast. They were leading twenty-eight to seven after that first quarter ended. I was thinking, wow, this Oklahoma team is pretty, might be pretty overrated. And maybe this Texas team could be, I don't want to say this, but maybe Texas is back. I know I people say that a lot, nah. but after coming back, uh, they were they were leading 38 to nothing at halftime. You're like, this Texas team, they, they got a really good chance to take down the Sooners, but you know what? Caleb Williams just balled out, as simple as that. He And the defense, they, they got that, they blocked a kick. Um, did they block a kick? I don't. I don't know. I th- I don't know. I think that was another game, but you know what? They kept they kept him in the game. They uh, got that in. They actually they tied the game and they got a kickoff return fumble and they scored right away. So they found a way to win. And this Oklahoma team, they, they don't they don't win impressively. They don't win convincingly, but they find yeah. ways to win. They're six and zero and they're at top of the Big Twelve conference right now. And they got the best. And they're number four in the country, so they got the best chance for the Big Twelve right now to make the playoffs. And We'll see how it turns out this week when they take the on the Horn Frogs TCU. Yep, Oklahoma wins again. There could be a little bit uh, controversy with you know Spencer Rattler, no longer the guy. You know he's been struggling. I guess all his Heisman uh, potential has kind of faded away because they've not really he's not really shown to be a Heisman c- candidate right now. But we'll see what happens with the Oklahoma team. They're six and zero, so they have a shot absolutely to make the playoff. You gotta keep winning the Big Twelve. Number seven in the country, Ohio State won convincingly at home, sixty-six to seventeen. It seems like since that Oregon loss, this Buckeye team has really turned it on. This is what three in a row now. <laughs> yeah, they looked really convincing last week. Uh, you know what? But uh, they've still got work to do. Work still needs to be done. They got it. They got it. They got those three East of Ones. As we're gonna continue to say, once the schedule turns in November, those four teams: Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State. Though all four of those teams will be battling for that top spot in the Big Ten East. So, hey, all that matters is winning those three games if you're those teams to make the go to Indianapolis. And you know what, Ohio State, if they can click at the right time, I think, I, to be honest, they still are probably one of the highest favorites to make it to Indianapolis, even with that sole loss in the season. So, you know what, they took care of Maryland. It just shows that, as I said last week when they beat Rutgers, it just shows that separation Ohio State has against these teams. Like, you don't think like a team like that could uh just, just just like after what they played against Oregon could keep keep, keep, keep close with Maryland was started four and zero they've dropped the last two and it just shows that shows the separation between the East that still has between those four teams and those other three in the bottom so you know what it was a good good win for Ohio State and they keep climbing up on those rankings. Yep, Ohio State staying alive in the playoff talk to see where they get ranked when the first college football playoff rankings come out. Number eight Oregon they had a bye last week they were off. Number nine Michigan wins in a tight one. In Lincoln, in a game now, I'm, I'm every single week I've dissed Nebraska. I'm going to give them a little more love this week. They showed they can play with a top 10. Absolutely, they had a chance to win this game. Um, Michigan just found a way to squeak it out, or just, you know, that. But go, I say Nebraska showed its fans and the country, hey, we can play with these teams. They'll just find a way to win this one, I think, in the future. But I don't know. Scott Frost's job might be a little more safe now. Yeah, Cole Sprecher said it was better, which it was better. But you know what? Good enough isn't good enough in Nebraska. You got to win games, you don't get paid to come close. Mm-hmm. So, you know what, Nebraska, 
They played good. They got, they got 22 points in the third quarter. They were shut out in that first half. You know what? Offense turned up, but they just they, they did classical Nebraska. They kind of just they threw the game away. They had that. It was tied at the end of the game, and they had a chance to go win, make a game-winning drive and beat a top-10 team in Memorial Stadium, but they just found a way to lose. And it's kind of like, as I'm going to keep chirping on this Nebraska team, it looked like the same story. This team just not finding a way to win. And you know what? That's what it is. But Scott Frost's fourth year already. He, you need to have. You need to find ways to win now in Big Ten play if you want to become one of those top teams in the Big Ten West. And I don't think they're there yet. But it's better. They're getting closer. But it, close enough is not enough in the, for Nebraska standards. So they got a big game this week against Minnesota. We'll dive into that later. But Nebraska kept it close. Michigan impressive six and zero. That's really surprising for the Jim Harbaugh team. I think this could be the year they knock off the uh, the team down south. <laughs> yeah, they are that that Michigan uh, that Michigan club right there. They the, those players they they're fighting every week, and if they get an opportunity to play an Ohio State game in a game that could possibly decide the Big Ten East, that would I don't where is that game this year? Do we know? I think it's because uh, they didn't Columbus. play they didn't play last year, so I don't, I don't remember. I think it's uh, no, I, it is it is at um Michigan. it is at Michigan because it was there two years. Ago. I remember yep. watching we were at. Uh, the barn watching Minnesota, Wisconsin just before that. I remember it being at Michigan. Mm, yep. I mean, it's been, I think they've dropped eight in a row to Ohio State. So. It always feels like when it's the, it's the big game, it's always in the shoe. So yeah. maybe this year finally be Mich- the Michigan, Michigan is just, uh, they got to keep winning, though. They can't look ahead because they got a tough score. You got Penn State, you got Michigan State. You got yeah, plenty of. It doesn't get easier. Oh, yeah. Sure. Big Ten East, that's nothing I saw this year coming, but pretty good this season so far. So now, number 10 in the country, BYU, they fall to Boise State. 26-17. Yeah, I did not see this one coming, honestly. I thought this BYU team was better, and a lot of people didn't see this one coming. Only 23% of our uh, followers had uh, Boise State. Evan Lafferge. Evan Lafferge is one that he told me. Okay. Shout out. I don't know why he picked that. I wouldn't have picked the BYU. They were big. They were pretty sizable home favorites. I wouldn't say sizable, but they were home favorites against the Boise State team that kind of has underperformed this year so far. But you know what? They found a way to win. They knocked off the 10th ranked team in the country. They turned, you know, by the big, the big game is uh, the, the key of how Boise they forced BYU to have four turnovers to zero. Whenever you do that, no matter who you are, you're going to have a trouble, trouble winning when you're minus four in the turnover game. And they just found a way to win. It was pretty even on first down, 24-24. BYU actually outgamed Boise State, 4-13 to 3-12. So Boise State, those four takeaways helped them uh, secure the victory in Provo. And uh, they found a way to win. This BYU Boys State team now goes three and three, and BYU drops to a five and one season. As we wrap up the ten, top ten uh, games from last week, I just found out the first college football rankings come out on Tuesday, November second. So about three weeks from three weeks, I think, from yesterday. So still got a little while to go, but we'll see what happens when those come out. Now we're going to move over to talk about the other two Big Ten games there were. There's only two other ones, uh, Michigan State, Rutgers, Wisconsin, Illinois. We're going to start with the Michigan State game. They win this one 31-13. Again, Kenneth Walker, 29 carries for 233 yards and a touchdown. He is continuing to dominate. Yeah, I know that the 94 touchdown run he had, he actually was giving his guy a little handshake before he went into yeah. the end zone or a high five, one of those two. That's the ultimate disrespect, but... This dude just keeps putting up big games after game, week after week. 233 yards, 233 yards one touchdown. He now holds Michigan State's longest play from scrimmage with that 94-yard touchdown, as I just mentioned. So, you know what? This Michigan State team continues to impress. I know we're getting, I'm going to talk about them later on in the show. We have a, a special segment with this halfway being the halfway point of the season. But you know what? This Rutgers team now drops to 0-3 after that 3-0 and starts to one or... This could this be the same old Rutgers, but you know what? They're better, but this kind of looks like the same old Rutgers. The schedule doesn't 
They kind of got screwed. They played the three <laughs> three toughest teams. Three to toughest teams. They still got Penn State to play, but do they play Iowa? Are they is that the uh, West game? I don't really know rugby schedules that well, but you know what? Uh, they got they got they got a really tough week. They got Northwestern, Illinois, and Wisconsin for the crossovers. Back three weeks in a row, and then they head back over to to a Big Ten East play. They're gonna need to find three wins in these next three games to become bowl eligible for the first time since two thousand fourteen. There is a there is an opportunity. Nebraska or Northwestern Illinois. We don't know how good Wisconsin is. I mean, even Indiana Maryland. So I there's chances for Rutgers to get wins to get to six wins. That'd be really good to see them get to a bowl game for the first time. Only the second time as Big Ten as a Big Ten team to do that. Uh, the other Big Ten game that was last week, Wisconsin. They defeat Illinois twenty-four to nothing behind Graham Nertz or Graham Mertz is amazing day. Ten for nineteen for a hundred yards and a pick. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I saw someone day had some post that like Graham Mertz balled out. You know what? I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but you know it was better. But against this Illinois team, now what you want to see, you want to, you want to play it better against an Illinois team that he kind of, like, got him into this national conversation with Patrick Mahomes tweeting at him that he was insane. So you know what? I don't was, know about that one, Patrick. You know what? They, 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 Wisconsin gets back on track. They get their first Big Ten win of the season, but this team is still struggling. They get they get Army this week since uh, they had that Notre Dame. Uh, they since they kind of had a week. They since they started with Penn State with their first game of the year. They get Army this week, so hopefully they can pull out a win. But they found a way to win twenty four zero. I thought this game would be closer than that. I thought Wisconsin was worse, but you know what? They found a way to win, and they move up to a uh, fourth in the Big Ten West rankings. Yep, those are the Big Ten games from last week. This uh, this upcoming week now, we're going to... No, actually, first we're going to talk about some high school football. We're going to go over last week's Prior Lake um, loss at Lakeville South, 25-13. to Against number one in the state, and we were saying how good we were going to have to play. And I mean, I thought we made... We made some mistakes in this game, but we also played really well. We jumped on them early, and then they had some they had some really big plays. They had some, I think, three touchdowns of more than 50 yards, but... I thought other than that, our defense played really well. We kept them in check for most of the game. You know, we we had a chance. Our just our offense just couldn't score enough points. But you know, that's not the game we need to win. We that, whatever we we know we we know we can win that game absolutely. So that to me that gave it me a, me a lot more confidence about our team that going to this next game against Rosemont, we're gonna feel really confident. Yeah, when you play the number one team in the country or the number one team in the state, well, I I won't give Lakeville that much credit. The number one team in the state, yeah. but you know it was gonna be a tough opponent. You knew that from the start. Only lose my twelve. That's good. A good margin of defeat. You always want to come with a win, but you know what? There's no moral victories, but I will say that is could be one of them. But Carson Hans, Carson Hansen, two hundred sixty yard, three touchdowns. Dude's just a monster. Speed. I know from the, the stands they were in that three man backfield. I was confused where some of the guys were uh, running the ball, so I couldn't imagine how it was on defense. But you were correct. They had three touchdowns of fifty plus yards, minus those three big explosive plays. It was a pretty even football game. Both teams drove down the field. Probably just couldn't. Couldn't finish drives. They couldn't finish drives, drive. and they kind of they got stuck. They went for it on fourth and five, and they got four yards tripped up by one yard Grayson Spronk when they could have went for a field goal. But you know what? They also held Lakeville South to over three hundred point conversions, which helped them keep in the game. So you know what? Probably like, they kept themselves in the game. They did, they kept it competitive. Uh, there it wasn't. It was Thursday night game, so it wasn't as much energy. But I feel like if there was Friday, been a lot more energy from the Prolix from the Prolix fan side. You know what? For being the number one team in the state, I thought Prior Lake really held their own. Grayson Sronk had 199 all-purpose yards that entire game. Really kept Prior Lake in that game. So, was, I, we got to see what this week holds for us. They got, we got Rosemont. We'll get to that later. Uh, two teams that are 3-3 three and three looking to become 4-3 and three in this season. That's almost almost wrapped up. Can't believe it. Already in week 7 of high school football. Yeah, week 7. We got a big matchup here. We'll talk about that later. <coughs> but, um... 
Rosemont has lost three in a row. We've lost two in a row. So something's got to give here. Somebody's going to come away with the win and get to four and three. And also a lot of playoff seedings implications coming up. So that was last week's prior late game. Now we're going to go over my big game of the week. I think this one's pretty easy. There's not another, I don't know if there's another, there's not another top so. 11 matchup. I think there's one more ranked matchup in the week. But yeah, number one, Georgia at home against number <laughs> 11, Kentucky, who has probably been one of the biggest surprises of the college football season. They probably now have their toughest test of the season, and this is a chance for Kentucky to go. I To me, for Kentucky, there's no pressure. You, you're going into Athens. You're going on the road. you got to go in there with all the confidence in the world and say, we, we're going to come in here to win because Georgia, all the pressure on Georgia to lose. I don't think Georgia will lose this game. I think they're way better than any team they've played and will face, but I think for both teams, it's just about climbing. I mean, honestly, Georgia doesn't have to climb anymore, but Kentucky, if they win this game, that sends a message to everybody in the country. If, I they are if for Kentucky real. wins, I think they're in the top four. They should be, because Kentucky, I believe, will win out. I don't think anybody, although maybe, that, they've already played Florida. I don't think they have anybody else on their schedule that would be better than Georgia or even up there, so they don't have to play Alabama, possibly. So it, it should be, I think this is the biggest game of the week. Absolutely. You know what, they can learn a lot from Arkansas. The Arkansas had a lot of struggles. So I think they can look at that film and see how can we make sure this doesn't happen when we play Georgetown in Athens. I think if this was at Kroger Field down in Lexington, this would be a different matchup. I know they had that a couple years ago. The SEC East Championship, basically winner of this goes to Atlanta with both teams being undefeated in SEC East. But you're, this, you're correct, this is the biggest game of the week. This is where game day is going to Athens two times in the last couple, it's too bad. couple of weeks. But I, I, we'll get to this later in the show, but you know what? I, I don't think they wanted three... Uh, noon games in a row going to Cincinnati. So it, no, it, I I think college game is just becoming more of a money thing. Like you were saying last week, they all they care about is the the top, the most popular teams. Like to me, Cincinnati is number three in the country, and they, they they're on ABC. It's eleven o'clock game. I get that, but don't have the guys call the game. Then have them call the Oklahoma game like they always do. It just mm-hmm. I think they they should have a little more variety. I I never actually seen them go to the same place like two weeks apart. I've seen maybe four or five. I understand if they went to Georgia maybe week one or week two, but that was just two weeks ago. So I, I, I think it's just unfair to other teams. But there's not a ton of ranked matchups. They don't have a ton of options, but, you know, kind of tough sometimes. So we're going to move to our next segment, which is a new segment this week we started. It's called our winner's segment. Really. We kind of stole from Scott from Public. I, give Scott from yeah, some a little shout-out, uh, late uh, sports center. Maybe Go we'll Turtles. Watch Go a little Maryland. Bit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe watch a little bit of that. Um, It's our segment's about kind of picking who we think will be an absolute lock. If if you were you know betting on this, we don't we can't bet we don't we're not, we're, 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 we, we don't, don't support underage betting. We don't support it. But if you're over eighteen, you listen. Absolutely. Here you go. Here's some winners that you can choose this week. Uh, we're gonna on. go through some. I think we both have one of our own, and then we both agree on another one. And these are kind of chalk selections, I think, because they're both you know they're top five teams. But you're gonna start it off. I got Alabama. They're seventeen point favorites. Uh, going into Starkville, I think they destroy this Mississippi State team. I feel bad for uh, Mississippi State this week. There's never easy playing against Alabama, but playing Alabama after a loss, more or less, I th- I, got, I think Alabama's going to steamroll over Mississippi State. I got them to win by maybe four touchdowns plus. I think they're going to cover the 17 pretty easily. Yeah, mine is uh, number two, Iowa playing Purdue. Iowa coming off an emotional win. Maybe there's a little bit of fight Purdue early in this game, but I don't see how they're going to keep up with them at all. I think Purdue, or Iowa will win this one at least yeah, by three or four touchdowns to see how well that defense continue to get better. And we both agree on the UCF-Cincinnati uh, game, or Cincinnati number three in the country. Yeah, they're gonna, we, we actually don't believe in the Cincinnati. We go in the over. We're going the over. Oh, is it? I, it's I, the yeah. over, yeah. We're all going, right, we're going so the UCF-Cincinnati, over under set at 57.5. I got the over. I know Ryan agrees with me with that. These two offenses score. 
UCF coming in this game averaging 36.8. Cincinnati coming in at a clean 41 points. Only thing, the Cincinnati defense only allows 12 points per game. The UCF uh, defense allows 28 points per game. So I think these, I think this will be a high explosive game. If not, I think Cincinnati at least puts up 40, and I think you can get that other 20 points from UCF scoring on offense. and possibly garbage time, but both these teams put up over 400 yards of total offense. And you know what? I think this over is a for sure locked to hit uh, this week in Cincinnati. Yep, should be. I think I agree. There should be a lot of points. We're saying Cincinnati's got to keep win by a lot of points if they want to impress and show these are being the playoffs. So that's we think that's our those are our locks. That's our new winner segment. I think we'll continue that each and every week. See how well if we keep hitting them. I guess if we don't hit them, we might uh, shut it down and come up with something new. But we we think we'll hit them. So now we're gonna preview week seven's Big Ten matchups. There's only five this week. There was four four no five last week also. So. We're going to start off on number 10 in the country, Michigan State. They travel to Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah, you know what? This could be maybe a trap game. You never know. Michigan State, uh, they kind of haven't got the meat of their schedule yet with that Big Ten East game, so maybe they are overlooking. I know I say that a lot. The teams could overlook, but that's the truth. These kids are 18 to 20-year-olds. You never know. They could overlook some opponents and just start thinking about the next league. But I think Mel Tucker's done a great job with this program. I know, I'm gonna, I know I said I'll get to this team later, but I'll get to this team even later in our, one of our segments this week. Uh, so I think Michigan State, they got a good chance to win uh, this in Bloomington this week. But look, it's a little like kickoff on FS1. I think maybe look at Indiana to keep it close in the beginning, but I think Michigan State's got this one this week. Yeah, I agree. Michigan State, should they should take care of business. But this Indiana team, kind of disappointing. Maybe a one-year wonder. And I, I don't know. They just it's tough, it's tough to see teams that have so much success, especially teams that aren't used to the success, and then they kind of go back to that. I will say they kind of half their opponents are top ten. True. That, so. they, they, they've had a tough schedule, um, but you know that they got to get back on track, hopefully, for them. Well, we're going to move to the next game. Uh, Rutgers travels to Evanston to play at Ryan Field against the Wildcats. Is this possibly... For one of these, neither of these teams have won a Big Ten game. Is this possibly the game that will jumpstart them on their way to the Quick Lane Bowl? You never know, but I can tell you this: if you want to go watch the game, tickets are only four dollars. So I will go. If you go. got nothing else to do, go to Ryan Fields on uh, at eleven o'clock. It'll be on BTN. Yeah, but I think this is again. I think winner of this game will have big momentum to become possibly bowl eligible. Northwestern's only two and three. They've only they've already had their bye week this year. Super quick or. I don't even know, actually. I don't know how they're two. I must have had a bye week. Whatever. <laughs> but you know what? I, this, I think it's a big game. I think winner of this does have the fast track to get to that Quillian Bowl in Detroit and just ha- bring some positive momentum into the program, get their first Big Ten win of the season. So, you know what? I, I, th- I, th- I think this game will be have high-impact Rutgers, two-and-a-half-point favorites, or two-point favorites, I should say. But, you know what? I think this is a big game for both teams. Both teams kind of struggling so far. In, uh, in Big Ten play, and they're trying to find their first win so far this year. Yeah, Northwestern, they had a bye uh, last week. That's right. So they're coming off a bye, both teams looking for a win in the Big Ten, so trying to jumpstart their season. Uh, we talked about this one just a, just a few moments ago, Purdue and Iowa at uh, at Kinnick. I don't see how Iowa loses this game. I mean, they're, Purdue's played with some tough – they played tough. They barely lost Minnesota, barely lost to Notre Dame, who's you know decent team, but I think Iowa should take care of business. Yeah, ABC, they got, a, they got quite a slate on Saturday. They got number three Cincinnati, Cincinnati at noon, number two Iowa at 2.30, number four Oklahoma at 6.30. They can't get number one in the country, they can't, though. They couldn't get Georgia. CBS took them, but you know what? They got a really good, they get a really good slate for uh, Saturday. But you know what? It's always tough to go into kid. The only thing, could you see maybe Iowa have a little hiccup after such an emotional win? It is home. That kind of 
kind of plays in their favor with the home fans here. I think if it was in West Lafayette, I think it would be a tough game for the Hawkeyes. Maybe, you know, maybe they could be too high up there, but I think with it being in Kinnick, I think they got a good chance to keep that momentum going. I think they got a good chance to uh, beat Purdue this week. Do you mean high on emotions or high on something else? Eh, maybe both. Maybe a little bit of both? Okay. Maybe yeah, high we, It could be kind of similar. Obviously, Purdue's not as good, but... Um, as this Iowa team two years ago, but like Minnesota coming off a big win against Penn State, you know, kind of a letdown against Iowa, but you know, you never know. But that was this is where you find out late in the season who is the best team who can consistently win. The final Big Ten game is a uh, primetime Big Ten Network. You got Army traveling to uh, Camp Randall Sam to play Wisconsin. The over under for this game is thirty nine. Wow, that I, mean, I I would take the under. That those are two defensive. I mean, Wisconsin's always been known for their defense. I don't, you know, they haven't really shown to be amazing this season, but that. Every time Army's played, if you ever watch that Army-Navy game at the end of the year, I always watch that game. It's always like a 17-14 type of game, kind of gritty nose football. I think it's going to be very similar in this one. I would take the under on that. Yeah, Army's 4-1 and one this year. Their own loss coming to Ball State last week, losing a 28-16. Kind of disappointing uh, losing to a team like that. But you know what? This Army team's pretty good. They're, I will say this Army team actually has averaged 34.5 points this year. So they actually put the points up, and their defense is only up 30, 54 average rushing yards a game, so who knows, maybe they, uh, I think this will be a passing heavy game, both teams, both teams under 60 yards of rushing for their average, so I, I, I do think this probably will hit the under, I think that's a game I probably want to stay away from, with these two teams being kind of this, like this, uh, all know, over the place, really all over the place, exactly, so we'll see how this game is, primetime BTN, you can't get better than this, 7 o'clock. Yep, those were the uh, Big Ten games uh, this week. Now we're going to shift our focus to Nick's top 25 upset of the, to watch. And last week, his his streak of four consecutive upsets picked in a row came to a close. Wake Forest found a way to win a game at the Carrier Dome. What what were you going through your mind when you found out? I was watching the game. I, I know there was other games at 2.30 that was more important, but I didn't really care about those. I cared about my streak. Uh, Syracuse, they just they're going to go for two to win the game and delay game. Like, what the heck? How do you not know? The delayed game, like, that's just classic Syracuse football for you. So, you know what? Disappointed that, but here's to a new streak that's going to start this week. And I'm starting with some Pac-12 after dark. I got the Utah Utes beating Arizona State. I don't know if this is a upset anymore. The line was, at first the line was one and a half point favorites to Arizona State. Now it's even. And, and Utah's actually 52% favorite, has a 52% chance to win, according to ESPN's FPI. But you know what? This segment's top twenty-five upsets. I I had a lot to choose from this week. The lower upsets. I really don't see any top teams going down this week as much. But I got a. I had a, a few on my list that I think has a chance to go down. And I like the Utah Utes. Pac-12 after dark. Things get crazy. I like the Utah Utes to uh, take down Sun Devils and uh, pull off an upset in Salt Lake City this week. Yeah, I don't think many people uh, will be watching that game from... I know uh, I will be. I will, yeah, you'll, you'll stay up until about 2 or 3 every night. Um, you know, that was another thing, he it. did sleep through the Gopher game two weeks ago. We should have mentioned that. Oh, I think I did mention that. I'm going to mention it again. He slept through the Gopher it's game. uncalled for. The biggest Gopher fan I've ever met, and he slept for. through it because I guess he had to set up the dance in the morning, and he fell asleep after that. But that was uh, Nick's top 25 upset to watch this week. He's looking... To make it uh, five out of six now after his streak came in. That's May- pretty good, honestly. Maybe, maybe, okay maybe he's going to start a new streak. Yeah, plenty. Of, I think we got about seven weeks left, seven or eight weeks left in the regular season. So we'll see how well he can do there. Now we're going to shift our focus back to high school football, go over and preview 
this week's Pride Lake football game. They host Ro- the Rosemont Irish tomorrow night at 7 o'clock at Dan Pat Stadium. Yeah, I know you said Rosemont coming in on a three-game losing streak, probably on a two-game losing streak. That's something to give. Uh, this Rosemont team lost last week to Farmington 13-3. to That's their second uh, 13-3 loss this year to a Farmington team that, you know, that isn't that impressive, I would say. They're also 3-3 three and three in the year. A lot of 3-3 three and three teams, it feels like, in this uh, South Suburban Conference, not really conference, but like in this South Suburban Conference basketball slate, as I could say, this is the football's weird. But you know what, Rosemont, like this is the big game for both teams this week. Only thing, this Rosemont offense, not the best, I would say. They only average 60, 60 yards of passing yards per game, only 86 rushing yards. So if you're probably like make punt the play the field position game, make Rosemont earn. Everything they go for. This is another Thursday night football game. Not my not my favorite, honestly. It is tackle cancer night, so hopefully we can raise a lot of money for Randy Shaver and his charity and fighting the battle against uh, cancer since it is October. But you know what? Uh, uh, <laughs> I really don't know what to say about this game, honestly. These, these are two teams that are struggling. Both two teams looking for a win. Both teams looking for momentum coming into playoff season. As I said, this is already week seven, only one more week to go. So both teams maybe trying to look to get that home field advantage for first round of the playoffs, and that could that could happen with the win this week. Both teams uh kind of been struggling since second half of the year, and probably like I know they have a favorable uh, week eight opponent against uh, Cottage Park. We'll actually get to that right after this game since uh that will be a Wednesday night game, but. Uh, uh, Rosemont uh, got Burnsville next week, so two favorable wins, so probably two wins for uh, each team next week. So probably whoever wins will end up with a five and three record, and whoever loses probably end up five hundred. Yeah, this uh, this is a big game for both teams. You got you for us. It's just about kickstarting, um, a some momentum and going great into the playoffs because next week I think will be a little bit easier than some of our other matchups. But you got the one of the main uh, themes this week has been about playing a complete game. We really haven't played a complete game. I would agree with that. We really haven't played a complete game all season. We've kind of been offense, defense has been up and down. Um, the first Hopkins game, obviously, that was our best, probably our best all-around game, but that team doesn't have much competition. But I think it's about just playing a complete game, and we, we got to go out there and come out and start fa- We got to start fast. We started slowing some of these other games, like the Eden Prairie game and the Shakopee game. We got to start fast in this one, and no, we have a chance. In the South game, we showed that. We started out 7 nothing, and then they ended up scoring a touchdown, but we hung with them basically the whole game. So we know we can play with these teams. We got to go out there. Like you said, this is a game that has... You know, playoff stuff seedings. I mean, it could be a home game, maybe two home games. Possibly it could be on the line if you, you know if you go five and three, you get a good chance of that. So, I think it's a great opportunity for us. It should be a really, it should be a packed crowd. Probably not as packed as it was for homecoming. That was a great crowd. Too bad we couldn't uh, come through on the field, but it's, it should be absolutely packed. So it should be fun to watch um, us take down the Irish tomorrow. I thought you were an Irish fan, though. I think you like not Rosemont, not not a Rosemont fan. You used to, I, I think you've talked about that. When have I ever talked about? You had a cousin that went there a couple years ago. I did. Now he's in college. Oh, and by the way, shout out last week. St. John's beats Ogburg fifty nothing by cousin Grant Kruka played the whole fourth quarter. Wow! Played the whole fourth quarter. Wow, that's at, crazy. At right tackle, he's a college football player now. Um, now we're gonna go over the next week's high school football game. Prior, like we host uh, Parker Cottage Grove. Um, that game is a Wednesday game, and we we don't believe we'll have our. Week eight show recorded and sent out by then, so that we're gonna we're gonna talk about right now. We're gonna talk about right now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about this team. Can you tell me? Well, they play Anoka this week at Anoka. They play on Friday. They don't get Thursday night games, but they lost to Woodbury last week, fifty-five to twenty-one. This Woodbury team pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, we didn't. It was either do it Tuesday, and we went, and we really didn't want to do it Tuesday, so we're doing it today because we're not gonna have this in time. But 
this team, this has been their first time in Class 6 that they kind of were one of those last teams that got pushed in there with the enrollment. But, you know, they kind of had a tough schedule. They, they, they've lost. For opening season, they, they had Lake South, probably one of the hardest teams to open against. That's basically opening against Alabama as, like, an FCS team. They lost 14 to 50. You know, they beat Egan, they beat Hopkins, they beat Burnsville. They've hung around. They're 3 and 3. They've beat decent teams. I got no good this week, as I said, but you know what? This team's a high passing team. Not really what you see much in high school ball. You mostly see teams being high rushing teams, but this team averages 217 yards in the air a game. And they just, they, they find ways to uh, exploit, expose the corners, I think. Their quarterback, Evan Berth, over. A thousand yards in the air through the first six games, so he's probably a playmaker. They're gonna have to watch for it. We know there's only good thing about this Thursday night game. I will say, since it is a Wednesday next week, you get maybe a little longer to watch them, scout them. As a uh, since Parker Country Grove, they play on Friday. It's kind of a shorter week for them to get ready for Prior Lake. Also coming down here won't be easiest, but you know this team. The, the, the really a lot of unknowns. You never know what to expect when your first year in a new class. And I think they've handled it pretty well. I think. They probably should take care of business and take down uh, Cottage Grove, but you never know. You play the game because you never know what's going to happen. So probably decided to play with their game. They have a chance to get beaten against uh, uh, the Wolfpack. Yeah, it should be really fun to be a part of. It. It'll be senior night. Honor all those seniors uh, that worked hard this year and last year. So it should be fun. Hopefully, we can get us uh, another win that can put us into the playoffs. But we're, we're just going to focus about this week and then hope we can take care of business next week. And Parker Cottage Grove. Those are our. That's our high school segment. The rest of our high school segment for this. Now we're gonna go over kind of an art, another argument saying we've kind of come up with these. It just kind of goes to see what's popular each week, and we can always bring something up. This we're gonna talk about Oklahoma being in ABC primetime for the second time in a span of four weeks. I agree. I don't think this is right. Obviously, they're just getting the attention because of their name. You know what? I will say the funniest thing this week: Lincoln Riley under some fire. Media coverage has been pulled. From this, from the team until the game after Saturday, a lot of speculation with the quarterback. You never know what's gonna happen. Will it be Caleb Williams? Will it be Spencer Rattler? You know how the some guy, Oklahoma student, a journalism major, he had some binoculars. He was like apparently in his fifth story class, looking in at the OU practice, and he saw Caleb Williams taking first team reps. So maybe that says uh Caleb Williams will be the starter going throughout the year. But you know what? I will say. I think Saturday Night Football's kind of lost some of its hype. I, I don't believe Saturday Night Football is the biggest game of the year, of the week. Kirk uh, Street and Chris Feller need to do. I know they're doing it this week, but you know as, they, as you saw this last two weeks, they were in Athens for that 11 o'clock kickoff against Arkansas, Georgia, and they were Cotton Bowl at 11. So I think Saturday Night Football isn't what it used to be. I, think it's, I still think it's an important game, but I don't think it's the game of the week. So, quote-unquote, quote I think you just want to get a good team there. Should they have maybe gotten maybe UCF Cincinnati on there? Possibly, but you know what? Uh, ABC does what they want. They want the money, and Oklahoma's going to draw more attention than Cincinnati. That's just how it is. And I think that's also maybe the cost of a playoff when they look at it. Who's going to bring more money to the playoff? And you Absolutely. don't want that to happen where money takes over, but that's just the reality of sports. Money is going to outweigh a lot of others of these things, and when you can have the possibility of making maybe a million, two million dollars more if this team plays than this team. They're going to take the money. They're going to take the money and they're going to take the Sooners to play at that primetime game. So I think that's why Oklahoma's going to play that again. But you know what? It, I think I would like to see more teams maybe get that national coverage they deserve at, to get that 630 primetime game. But you know what? That's just how it worked out this year. And that's just how, kind of how it worked out these first couple of weeks. I, I have a question. How long out do they decide these Saturday night football games? Uh, I didn't see this one posted on ESPN until like 
uh, Tuesday or Monday. Because I wonder, obviously Cincinnati just had a night game last week on a Friday, but he wonder, did, I wonder if they asked or they proposed an idea to put Cincinnati the Saturday night game possibly. So that, I don't know if that we was... Will. We don't have that much inside we, information. Yeah, we, we wish we did, and that would be uh, that would be quite a job to have. That would be really cool to have. Um, yeah, by the way, get some inside inside information. Uh, inside uh, information. Maybe Gopher Sports, if they listen to this, give some press passages for the Maryland game. Did, did you mention it to the Gopher basketball coach when uh, you met him? I don't think he can control that, but... We'll try our best. We should uh, we, when we when we meet uh, PJ Fleck again. We should try to do. We should try. To we should it. maybe we try to pull some strings. I think pull, we need to get over a hundred followers. In pull Instagram some pull first. some strings. Uh, yeah, we're we're just we're trying to build our way up each and every. We gotta week. make we gotta make money on Spotify first. Yeah, we got we got <laughs> we got to start. We got to start making. We're, we're making our way up there. Um, another. I'm actually gonna circle back to a high school uh, segment quickly because obviously we won't have we won't talk about the next week games. Hopkins travels to Lakeville South. I'm going to set. Oh, God. The oh over under of this game at eighty five points, and I'll t- t- say South is favored by ninety five. Oh my god! I, I that, that's not even. I can't any, even start to imagine. Doesn't make any this game. sense. I can't even imagine. Hopkins has scored thirty five points in six games. Lakeville South is. I don't. I don't even know what they're averaging. They're I think Lakeville South probably scored thirty five points in that quarter this they're, year. They're probably yeah. They, I I, I'll say the over under is seventy two and a half, and they're favored by forty seven and a half. I'll say that forty seven. I'm more like fifty. I'll say that. That's that's the. That is insane. I can't start might, to might, wrap well, my maybe brain fifty cents. I don't even know. I can't start to wrap my brain around that. that I don't. That I, how the heck is this at Hopkins? Or it Hopkins? is at Lakeville South. There's well, okay. It, the I don't NBA, think it matters. Is it the MEA game? It's the Wednesday night game. I, I, think, I might actually need to hop over there. I honestly. think honestly, I that would be a great beating to watch. I kind of feel bad for Hopkins. They kind of struggled. If this I'm year. Hopkins, I don't even know if I want to show up for that game. Yeah, I don't know. They need to call Paige Baker's back and maybe get her playing quarterback. She played basketball. I think she could do better than some of these guys. I that th- this oh my gosh this is a that, I can't, I can't that is going it. to be a beatdown. That's it's it's a beatdown. That's and I th- honestly think this Lakeville South team's bad. They play probably I think they would play Friday this week. I wonder do they even game plan? What what's the point of game planning? This team can't stop anybody. So I they 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 lost to Egan, who's won I think two games in the last seven years. So go Wildcats. Yeah, I they actually they broke their twenty six game losing streak last season. So. I, I don't they're know. They're on the come up. They, they're, 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 yeah, they're getting up there. So now we're going to move to uh, – we're going to talk about this week's Gopher game. The Gophers, 3-2 and two on the season. They host they host 3-4 and four Nebraska. Gophers 1 and 1 of the Big Ten. Nebraska 1-3 and three coming up. A close loss against Michigan. ESPN, 11 a.m. ESPN 2. ESPN 2. Yeah, was, don't, get, don't get too excited. I was excited. hoping to give us publicity. But, don't get too excited. Um, ESPN 2, 11 a.m. Central. I'm actually lucky enough to go to this game. But what is your – First thoughts. Well, our, my first thoughts, Trey Podsey is out for the year now. Hopefully he's doing well. Uh, we don't know the center injury. We're not going to speculate because that's like not what you want to do right now. We're not going to try to speculate the injury, but uh, you hope he does the best. You know what? I know we covered this last week. Being in the hospital after football injuries, it's not it's the last one here. So we hope he does well. Also, Curtis Dunlap Jr., he's re-entered the transfer portal. After that Colorado win, the, the offense line all took photos. He was nowhere to be seen in that photo, so maybe he is a little mad that he's maybe starting or getting that much attention because they do kind of rotate those guys in. But you know what? This is a big game for both of these teams. Nebraska, if they win their 4-4, four and four, and Minnesota, if they win their 4-2 and two in the season, both teams trying to get their fourth win. This is a big game for both teams. I think maybe I wouldn't say have a chance in the Big Ten West because Iowa is still 3-0, but if Gophers win, they'll be 2-1 and one in the Big Ten, and they're only one game behind the Hawkeyes, and all they would need to do is go down to Kinnick and just upset the number two team in the country as of right now. So, you know, this is a big game for both teams. I... I, you got to look for these two freshman running backs, Marquise Irving and uh, Kai Thomas, to have 
big games. Those if those two t- guys can perform now and show they are the next come up elite backs at the University of Minnesota, they got a chance to win. But if not, Tanner Morgan's have to have another great game and find his wideouts to beat this Nebraska team, who was really impressive last week against Michigan. So you know what, this is a big game for both teams this week, and we're gonna hopefully it's a competitive game. I know it always is against Minnesota, Nebraska. Minnesota looking for the three peat against the Huskers. Yeah, PJ Fleck. I think he's what three and one against Nebraska. Only loss was that first one yeah. to Scott Frost. I was on a plane coming back from Washington. I was DC. in DC, following out of my phone in a restaurant. I think it was Bobby's Burgers Palace in in uh, DC. I was on the plane. I, yeah. it, was, it was one of those things where like the TV was there before it lift off. I was like, great, I gotta watch the game. And then it's gone. And then it turns off. I'm like, I ain't paying twenty bucks to watch yeah, this, this team. Uh... And I'm kind of glad I didn't because it was a pretty sorry performance that day. Yeah, we. I mean, it should be a great. I think it should be a really good game. I think both teams are kind of still f- trying to figure out this season. You know, I think both teams have potential to make a bowl game. I, I'm hoping we, the Gophers do. I, Nebraska might, after showing last week, they can play. But um, I think for the Gophers, you just you got to find a way to throw the ball. Our our leading receiver has nine catches on the year nine through six games, like that's, that's or five good. games. That is, they just can't happen. I understand we don't have a Tyler Johnson or Rashad Bateman, but we, you got to find somebody. You got to stop. And when we had him like last year, all Tanner did was stare at Bateman every single play and throw it. It just you know they're gonna say they don't, but they do. It just. It's kind of the way it works. So you got to now, since you're down to your third string running back, you got to find a way to get the passing game going. You have a quarterback who's now, this is his fourth year as a starter. You, you got to get him going. And if that's not going to work on the ball, get, you know, get Zach or um, I'm look at Cole Kramer. He's our, I mean, more of our wildcat guy now. But so I think that's going to open up a little bit more with, you know, you're coming down to your third string running back. But you got to find a way to throw the ball, especially now against these big 10 teams. You got seven games left. And hey, this is what my brother told me. If we went out, we're in the Big Ten Championship game. So that we got a chance. So. That's the truth. It's absolutely the truth. But um, we got to get the passing game going. I think this is a great opportunity to get a win, get to 4-2, and two, get to 2-1 and one in the Big Ten. And the next three games after that are, are favorable, I think, just like this Nebraska game. you got a kind of a tough schedule coming up there at the end. you got Iowa. Wisconsin, Wisconsin, actually, we don't know how good Wisconsin is, but Iowa's in there. So you got some tough games later in the year. Indiana might be, hopefully for them, they'll be better. But we got to get the passing game going, and I think we have a really nice chance of winning this one. So now we're going to move to another new segment we talked about. We're just going to – I think we're just do this this week since it's the most, our most surprising team halfway through the season. I'll start it off. Uh, the Kentucky Wildcats, who are now 6-0, 11 in the country, and they you know they travel to Georgia. Big test for them. Uh, they found, Finding a way to win that Florida game was amazing. They got to storm the field, but they got the students all got really in trouble for that, I heard. And they, I don't think they care. They, they didn't like it, but they, yeah, the students, they don't care. They're, they're just enjoying their they're, they're just enjoying their time in college. But this Kentucky Wildcats team, if they find a way to win this one, man, that one, this might be the biggest win in Kentucky history. Yeah. You know what? My biggest team, my biggest surprise this year, I'm number one up to you. Go green. I'll go. I'll I, I'm, go. What, what are we talking about? I'll go white. Okay, I guess. What? I got the Michigan State Spartans. I've never heard of that before. You never heard of that before. Go Green Go. I never heard of that. Never heard of it. Not, not a Michigan Maybe State fan. Maybe he'll give you something. Not even I've heard of it. Yeah, I, I, I've never heard of that before. Wow. That is kind of embarrassing, Ryan. Where, where would have I heard this from? Ever. Just somewhere. I don't know. I, I but don't... Uh, let's get back to the football. I don't need to talk to you about that. I, okay, I wasn't really paying attention to what you're saying, but even if I was, I would never have known what you're talking no, about. No, I so. got uh, Michigan State, my top, uh, I, most impressive team so far, half of the season. I thought this team was going to go 0-9 in a Big Ten Conference, but I'm, I I wish I could take it back. I can't. That's my prediction. I thought they were, but you know what? They've been super impressive this year. They're 6-0. As we said, they got Maryland or Indiana this week. My my bad. They've already they got Maryland coming up soon. But after that, they got the in-state rivalry against Michigan. That'll probably be a big new kickoff, you would assume. But they still got those 
Ohio State, Penn State to play. So six, seven, eight, still looking down on the schedule. But you know their MVP so far. I'm gonna keep saying his name, Kenneth Walker the third. Dude, just a baller. Like, dude, I think I'm gonna keep saying this until he has a bad game. He will end up in New York for that top three final finals for the Heisman. Dude has nine touchdowns, nine hundred thirteen yards on the year. He's averaged nine seven point one yards a carry. The dude just runs over people and just gets away from people as well. So I'm really I'm this Michigan State team really surprising. Mel Tucker in only a second year is a uh, turning this Michigan State culture back to where it was. They got a they hopefully they don't look over Indiana this week. Cause they got a big game next week in East Lansing. But you know what, this Michigan State team. They're back on track, and I think they got a good chance to represent the East Division as those other four teams do. So, you know what? That November football season is the best time of year, and we're going to have some great matchups in the Big Ten East come November. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of teams to look at and a lot of chances for a lot of teams to make statements and continue to move up in the rankings. Now we're going to move to Super Dogs. I'm going to start it off with – I'm going to take the TCU Horned Frogs. They play number four this week, Oklahoma. They're, you know, 13 – 13.5-point underdogs. I'm going to take them as Oklahoma has only – they've won, I think, was it six games down, but five of them by seven points or less. So they haven't really been able to dominate teams other than Western Carolina, which they should. I'm going to take uh, TCU to pop – I think they'll cover this game. They might have it. Maybe there's a chance to upset. You know, there's a lot of quarterback stuff going around with Oklahoma. Maybe they can give you – some things might be messed up. But I'll take TCU um, this week or my super dog. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in the Big 12, actually. Got the Kansas Jayhawks. This is a basketball Ooh. season yet. They're wearing some sick uniforms this week for homecoming, so I'm gonna kind of go with that. Maybe they look good, play good, feel good, look good, play good decently. I guess they're yeah, they're getting 16 and a half right now against the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. So haven't looked that impressive. Kansas is one and four against this, uh, oh and five against this spread, I should say. So I think this is the week they uh they they get that they finally cover. I think they they got a good chance to win this team. This team, uh, they 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 throw some yards around three hundred thirty one on the year, but they do give up almost five hundred. So, I'm just hoping this team can keep it within two touchdowns. Honestly, uh, I really don't know any playmakers that they got. Uh, yeah, this they got Jason, this is how prepared you Jason are for Kansas. Bean. They got Jason Bean as quarterback. <laughs> Who is that? He's only thrown three interceptions this year, but he's only thrown five touchdowns, and his QBR is forty point eight. So we should. You know, Jason and Jason Bean, we trust. He's also the leading rusher on the in the year with two hundred ninety one yards. So, you know what, Jason Bean, and I got the Jason Bean and his Jayhawks. They they keep it close and they cover against the Raider Red Raider. I don't think they win. Yeah, um, you want, you want to know a couple stats about the Kansas Jayhawks right now? They're um one and four in the season, zero and two in Big Ten play. Uh, they rank 129th in a points opponent points per game. They're out of 130. They're averaging you at 43 a game. Uh, they're 122nd in points scored this season. Um, they are 0 and 5 against the spread, so that works out really well for you right now. You know, I got a big lead anyway. I'm playing with house money right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you might you might as well take a shot whenever. And Kansas, they have not won more than three games since 2009. So. Uh, they've been through quite a few head coaches. Uh, Lance Leopold, who took over for Les Miles, some stuff happened over there. I don't know what happened, but they, they since Kansas has won that, since they stormed the field against I don't even who was that again? South Dakota. South Dakota. They've yet to win a game, so I don't know if that's going to continue for them. You're for you. They're hoping maybe they'll lose by they'll be down by uh, uh they might be lose by seventeen. Maybe, but maybe Texas Tech's, Tech's going to miss beat. an extra point or a something. Good beat. I'll get a good beat this week. Yeah, you know, because I need all the luck I can get because I'm down. Just yeah, kidding. I'm yeah, up you're time. you're up big time, so you're just you're looking to get another win. Um, now, 
We're going to talk about this week's top 10 matchups, and then after that we will go to our final segment, which would be the pick segment. And uh, this week I think we're going to we're gonna start at number 10. We'll work, we'll work our way down from 10 to 0. We kind of already talked about this one, Michigan State, Indiana. Do you have any more thoughts? Uh, I will say trap game possibly. Spartans got to keep it close. I heard the Barstool show might be going down there, so maybe if you want to go see Dayport and Big Cat, go down to Bloomington for uh, Indiana, Michigan State. Um. Yep. Number ten, Michigan State. Number nine, Oregon. For a little Friday night light action. Uh, Pac twelve and ESPN nine thirty. I love me some good old Pac twelve after dark on a Friday. Let's go back to back days. You know what? Paction. They, they, Oregon tried to bounce back after that. Uh, after that. Uh, like embarrassing loss. I won't say embarrassing, but tough defeat against Stanford. Kind of maybe knocked out their cut to a playoff. They're they are still inside that AP top ten. So maybe not. We need a lot of chaos to happen. California's a one in one foreign this year. Uh, their one win coming against Sacramento State, I should say, forty-two to thirty. They kind of they lost to Washington in overtime. This Cal team isn't that impressive. Ever since Aaron Rodgers left, this team has kind of been in the in the hole. But they did Jared Goff, but nothing really impressive. So we'll see. I think Oregon wins this game. Is in Eugene, and they're only Oregon's only thirteen and a half. I was going to say for a team that's they're playing their one and four, and they're nine. This, this could be only. The- Thirteen and a half point favorites. You know what? Another winner for you. Oregon covers big time. I agree that they uh they should do that. They should uh have the over on that fifty four. Cal or California might score a couple points, but I mean I don't. I, that's surprising. Thirteen and a half to number nine in the country, but that is uh that's that's a little surprising. Number eight in the country is they have a bye this week. Do we do we know who that is right now? We're we're we have currently we have we have eyes looking as um yeah, we'll, we'll find it. We'll there's find there's it. a few buys for teams this week. You want to talk more about Oregon while you go for it? Sure, the Oregon Ducks probably have the, some of the coolest uniforms in the country. They, I feel like they've gotten away from the I feel like the numbers on the jerseys have been a little too big in, in these games. In the past they're a little bit smaller when they had Marcus Mariota, DeAnthony Thomas, those are cool. Do we have word on number 8 in the country? Uh yeah, they got a buy this week. It's, Mich- it's Michigan. Mi- Michigan uh, Big 10 has a buy. Uh, I believe also number 7 does. I'm not Seeing a number seven or is Penn State? No, they got a buy. This they also well. have a buy. Um, number six, I think, has a buy. Also, this is in the country. I'm not the best. Ohio State. Ohio State has a buy. Also, so now we're gonna move to number five. Alabama. They travel to Starkville. Um, seventeen point favorites. This was one of our locks or one of your locks. I agree with it. They should take care of business after a loss. Yeah, it's like kind of weird. You got all those Big Ten teams with all buys this week. I really didn't expect that. Honestly, kind of this kind of just shows we were not very prepared for that. You know what? I didn't assume that. I should probably get that. I gotta fix it up. That's my bad. I gotta change my best. Like I need to do a grow and get high. All right, higher. all right. But you know what? Alabama. I'm very, I won't say an embarrassing loss. Just a tough loss against A&M. Loss that not many people didn't expect to see. I know one better bet over half a million dollars for Cincinnati, Ohio State, and Alabama to win, only to win a hundred thousand dollars. And he lost that bet. So you know what? There's no such thing as free money in this world. So you know Alabama's. I think they're gonna show up to play. I think they're gonna show up to start. So I think they're gonna just. As I'm standing, they're gonna just blow the Bulldogs out of the water, and they're gonna take it, take this thing home. Yep, they should win this one uh, pretty easily. Number four, Oklahoma. They are at home against TCU. We talked about it the Saturday night football game. This is my super dog. I'm hoping to get a get anything right now. Is uh, I think I've missed about five in a row now. So, uh, Oklahoma at home. Yeah, it's gonna be fun to see who runs up there on the field for to start the game for Oklahoma. Will it be Spencer Rattler? Will it be Caleb Williams? You got that. Apparently, you got that inside source saying Caleb Williams has been taken. First team reps, so you never know. Uh, we gotta just see. I think I think this is a, a chance for uh, Oklahoma. I I know I keep saying this every. I'm gonna just keep saying this until I do it. I think this is the week Oklahoma just blows every. I see you out of the water. I think they get their big win this year. 
or this week. Yep, uh, number four in the country, Oklahoma at home. Uh, number three, that'd be Cincinnati. We spoke about them a little bit earlier there on the ABC game at home against uh, the UCF or against UCF. They you know, look good. They moved to seven and zero or six and zero. Look good to continue to impress. Yeah, three number th- number three in the in the country. Their highest ranking in program history. Well deserved too. This team's been playing good, and they've they've kind of got lucky. They've had some chaos happen in front of them. I know probably Cincinnati fans aren't too happy that the Sooners came back and won. Imagine if Oklahoma lost last week against Texas. How much boost that would help have for the Bearcats to possibly get into this college football playoff? But you know they got another big game this week, so they gotta just hope that uh, they take care of business because that's what they gotta keep doing. They gotta just keep taking care of business, and as long as they do that, I think I think they got a decent argument. Playoff to make is it. definitely possible for this. Uh, that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of talked about the Iowa game at home. Number one in the country, Georgia, and they face Kentucky. I said it's the biggest game of the week. Absolutely. In Athens, Georgia looking to get to 7-0. and Yep, this is a huge game this week for sure. Both uh, both teams, honestly, the winner gets the SEC each crown, so big game for each team. We're going to hope for uh, some uh, – Hope for some fun, I guess. You always George twenty three and a half point favorite, so we'll talk about look at this will be one of our game picks, but I think I think I think Kentucky has a chance to keep this thing close. I think this will be the toughest team they've played so far. And also, you know how Oregon uh, playing that Pac twelve Pac twelve after a game on uh, Friday, how you said they have sick uniforms. Uh, fifteen minutes ago the uniform combo dropped, all black. Ooh, with a little bit of yellow. The only thing kinda... is they they do have a thousand uniform combos in. Zero. That 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 would be the toughest ever to predict because you you just they have things you they don't even know about they're coming up but they're they're probably coming in with uh, jerseys for the next five years already they probably already have them set so I guess depending on if it's a day game or a night game but here we go we're gonna move to our final uh, segment of this week's episode it's gonna be our pick segment as usual Andrew our social media and advertising type of uh, employee will. Make, make, <laughs> we don't pay him well, well, yeah. He's our intern. Sure, he's our intern right now before we can uh, start making money. Start paying him. Um, <laughs> we're going to move to our picks segment. We have 10 picks as usual. We're going to start off with uh, Nick, UCF, and Cincinnati. Yeah, this is the first time uh, a fan vote is 100% all in favor of the Bearcats. As of now. As of now. You know, I'm going to roll with them. I got the Bearcats as well. I don't see how I can bet against them. I don't see how I can bet against Cincinnati. Yep, I'm going to have to agree with you, Nick. I just I don't see how anyone could pick UCF in this one. I uh, I agree. I think Cincinnati will keep rolling. And by the way, uh, are you six feet? Because you sound a little congested. Yeah, I'm a little sick, but you know, he, gotta make the show. He, he grinds before us. He, he finds a way to show up. He finds a way to show up and... Uh, yeah, I probably would have done this at home, actually. I really, if, I, if I'm sick next week, you know why. Well, we we all know why now because of Andrew. He was just showing up. Uh, our second pick will be number twelve Oklahoma State and number twenty five Texas. We have yet to talk about this game. Um, Fox big Texas kickoff. You know we should probably get this game a little more coverage. Both top twenty five matchup. The second only second one of the week. Oklahoma State could be one of those underrated teams. We kind of really didn't get to them. They're undefeated actually. Texas is five and a half point favorites, and fans put seventy four percent for the Pokes. So you know what? I'm gonna have to agree with him again. I like to I like to agree with the fans. I got Oklahoma State this week. You know, I usually agree with uh, the fans and usually Nick too. But this week, I'm gonna go with Texas. I think Corns are gonna stay up, not down. So yeah, let's go Texas. I say the opposite. I say Horns down. I think Oklahoma State. Uh, is it Mike Gundy? 
he's a man and he's full. He's not forty anymore, but he's still a man, and they're gonna move to six and zero. Oh. They're gonna tin. They're gonna continue to roll, and Texas, I think, will just will struggle. They had a good game last week, played tough, but they won't win this one. They're still not back. Uh, Texas will lose to the Pokes. Um, the next game we have Auburn and number seventeen Arkansas. Both teams kind of coming off tough loss. Arkansas lost back to back. We didn't drop in the rankings after their loss to Ole Miss, but Arkansas lost to two really good teams. Um, Auburn just lost to Georgia. Both teams trying to figure out where to go with the season. Yeah, seventy four percent of the fans got uh, the Hogs, and I think I gotta agree with them. Uh, really, this is, Auburn hasn't looked that impressive this year. They're unranked again, and again, again, again. I should say because uh, now they're back unranked. So. You know what, this Auburn team, they're going to Fayetteville. I, I, I think I got a good chance to uh, good chance to keep it close, but I got the woo pig Subi. Give me the Razorbacks. You know what, I'm going to have to agree with Nick and the fans here. I uh, I think Arkansas wins by quite a bit. Uh, they've had not not a, they've had a pretty good season so far. I think they keep it going against Auburn. Yep, I think uh... – the Hogs will also get a win here. They, um, you know, back-to-back losses, two really good teams. I think they'll find a way to respond. They're at home, so nice and comfortable there. They're looking, uh, looking to get a win, move to five and two for them. Hopefully, to move back up into the top fifteen. Our next game, probably the biggest game of the week, number one Georgia and number eleven Kentucky on CBS right now. As of right now, Georgia is twenty-three point favorites, and the over/under is forty-four and a half. That shows how good this defense is and how much respect they're getting. Yeah, not only respect from all the analysis people, but also Vegas. You know what? 87% of the people got Georgia. I'm going to go with them. Uh, you can't bet against Georgia. They're the number one team in the country for a reason. I can't can't go against them until they prove they, 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 they can't win. So I got the Bulldogs. Yep, I'm going to agree with Nick and the fans here. I think Georgia, uh, they've looked way too good to not be picked here. Uh, number one t- team in the country for a reason. I always thought they were better than Alabama. Their defense is just a lot better. So when Alabama was one, Georgia was two. I thought Georgia should have been one, Alabama two. But, you know, I'm going to have to go Bulldogs this week. I agree. I think Georgia is better than Alabama. That's a great take right there. Um, I agree. Too good defensively. If we've said this all season long, that defense is incredible. Two touchdowns given up all year. We'll see if they can continue going. I think they will. I think they should dominate this one and see how good Kentucky actually is. Our next pick will be uh, number 19, BYU and Baylor. Kind of a stinky game. You got an independent against a Big 12. Baylor right now, I mean, they're 5-1. and one. We'll win here today could, or win here on Saturday. Could get them into the rankings possibly. I mean, possibly, is this a college football playoff team? If they win out, is there a chance for the Big 12? Uh, no, but this is also a conference preview for the next couple of years. BYU joined the Big 12. Baylor, six-and-a-half-point favorites against the 19th-ranked team in the country. This game is in Waco. And the fans don't care. They got 67% of them going with Cougars. I'm not. I got the Bears. Stick them, Bears. But I think Baylor, they're underrated. They did have that loss to Oklahoma State. But I think Oklahoma State is a really good team. I got the Baylor Bears. Stick them. You know, surprisingly, I'm going to disagree with the fans and go with Nick. I was uh, going to pick Baylor this whole week. I looked at BYU. They uh, couldn't beat Boise State last week, and it's just uh, not a good look. So I'm going to go with the Bears here. I'll go. I'll go also with the uh, with BYU number nineteen in the country. That's where the, that's where we're the experts, and they're just the 
fans. Yeah, the fan, the fans are the fans. Yeah, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we got. Uh, yeah, I, I'll take BYU again. They're 26, 27 years old. They, they're, they're, well, they're, the they're dead. I'll take, I'll take the Cougars. They are coming off a tough loss. This team, they always, they, they seem like they're always pretty consistent. They're, they're going to lose games, but they'll find a way to get you know seven, eight, nine, ten wins every single season. But this, you know, BYU, they, they play a lot of Power Five teams for being. Uh, uh, independent, so I think they'll win this on the move to six and one on the year. Our next game we'll pick is uh, TCU Oklahoma Saturday Night Football. Yeah, eighty three percent of the fans got OU, and I gotta agree with them. You gotta pick them until they lose, and I got the Sooners, Boomer Sooner. Uh, yep, I'm gonna have to agree with Nick and the fans here. I have picked TCU in the past, and they have let me down every single time I pick <laughs> them. So I don't think I'm gonna go back to it. So I got uh, the Sooners in this one. Boomer Sooner for me also. Our next game will be number 13 Ole Miss against Tennessee. You know, I'm still ask, looking for this mega-cast Peyton and Eli. I really hope this happens. Oh, that'd be a great that'd game. Be that'd best. be a great call. I'm, I'm still waiting for the announcement, like Friday or maybe Saturday morning. Eli Payton, mega-cast. Or for that, maybe Archie winner this game against Archie Manning. Maybe, maybe not. Hey. Uh, Ole Miss only three-point favorites. I think that I find that pretty surprisingly, honestly. But 88 of fans got Ole Miss, and I'm gonna have to agree with that. Could this be the Arch Manning Bowl? Maybe, maybe. This could. I, I I don't know. I heard he might be going to Georgia. Absolutely. Or Bama. The, the SEC and everybody's in on him. You can go wherever he wants. Vanderbilt's hoping, <laughs> but uh, you know, <laughs> not a great chance. If, if this is the Arch Manning Bowl, I think uh, I think he goes to Ole Miss then, because I got the Ole Miss winning this one over Tennessee. Uh, yep. I'm gonna go the opposite way. I'm gonna go Tennessee. Mainly because I was there this summer. I actually I snuck into the stadium. Don't Jeez. tell anybody. But the, you just told everybody. No, no, no. The gates actually were open. We didn't sneak in. The gates were open. We walked in, walked around a little bit, walked right out, and they shut the gates right after we walked out. They didn't even notice us. But the reason why I say that is because of that and because their next three games, they will travel to Alabama, to um, Kentucky, and then they play Georgia. So they're going to lose three in a row after this probably. So I'm going to give them a win. And then after that, they play Southern Alabama and Vanderbilt. So they're going to get bow eligible at least. But I'll get them a win here today. Ole Miss, they coming off a nice lot or a nice win against uh, Arkansas, but I'll take Tennessee in a, in a close one. Our next, we have three picks remaining. Number twenty-two in the country, NC State, and and unranked Boston College. Yeah, since NC State number two in the country, sixty-one percent of the fans going with them. You know what I always do? I go against the fans. I got the Eagles. He's changing it up. This was one of my potential top twenty-five upsets. I've already have I as you said, I have the. Baylor being BYU, and now I got BC taking down the Wolfpack. I think this team is kind of underrated. The uh, only thing I will say, this logo looks really similar to Eden Prairie, so who had it first will never know. My guess is Boston College, though, but you know, I, got, I, I, got, I got the Eagles. Go BC. You know, this isn't college hockey. I, I don't have Boston College winning this <laughs> one. I got NC State. If it was college hockey, I'd for sure be picking Boston College. Does NC State even have a hockey team? I couldn't tell you. I don't think so. Maybe a field hockey team. You know, it doesn't matter. It's football, and uh, I think NC State NC State takes it to Boston College this weekend. I'm going to go with Nick. I'm going to go with the Eagles in this one. They're going to win a close one. You know, ACC, some things can happen. There's always there's been a ton of inconsistency around the whole conference. And because uh, we had religion tonight, and uh, Boston College won of two co- Catholic colleges in the country along with Notre Dame. So I'll take Boston College. We have two picks to go. Number 18, Arizona State in a late game against Utah. Nick's top 25 upset. I think we know where you're going. That's my third one of the day. We're going three top 25 upsets. I didn't know which one to choose, but I'm picking all of them this week. And the picks, I guess. But I think the Utah Utes got a good chance. It's just Pac-12 after dark. You never, every, whenever Pac-12 after dark hits, you never know what's going to happen. I, 
Utah. They're playing for their teammate who tragically died uh, two weeks ago, so I think they keep that momentum going. I got the Utah Utes. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with Nick here. And the, the fans, fans don't, the by the way. The fans don't. They have 79% for ASU, but uh, I'm going to have to go with the 21% that the, of the fans and pick Utah here. Um, they, weren't they ranked, like, 7th or something like that earlier this year? Like, nah, man, they're a couple years high. ago. A couple years ago. A couple years ago, whatever. Um, I don't think they should ever be ranked that high as Utah, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have them winning this one. I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna go with the Sun Devils. They, they, you know, they're 18 in the country. You know, decent team down there. Pac-12 kind of looking for other than Oregon right now. Who's gonna be the next best team? Who's gonna be kind of like the Wisconsin and Iowa? I think Arizona State has has had some good seasons in the past. I'm gonna take Arizona State in a close one. You know, I, I like your thinking there with the top 25 upset. Now into our final pick of our show. Obviously, we always end with the back. Gophers. And it's good to be back to see the Gophers. Uh, at home, four-point underdogs on ESPN2, 11 o'clock Central Time against Nebraska. We're going to go with Andrew to start this one. I'm not going to say what happens every time I pick this game, but I'm going to go with Nebraska here. Yes! And I'm, I'm not mad if I lose this one because go Gophers. But uh, I'm going to have Nebraska win in this one. I can't say why. Just something happens every time I seem to pick this game. I'm pretty sure Andrew has – is this his third or fourth time? I think he, every time he's picked against the Gophers, they have won. I think they're 2-0 and all since he's picked against them. So yep. we're, li- we're, we're liking the odds. When I when I picked the Gopher game against Bowling Green, I picked the Gophers, and uh, what happened? Absolutely. Um, For me, this is a really tough one because I feel that since we've lost our you know our second right back now, it's going to be very tough to move the ball. It's you know We're going to have to expand this game quite a bit. You know – I I want to I want to lead Nebraska because I feel they have coming off a much better performance. I just I'm gonna go with the Gophers, man, because I'm a Gopher fan. That's why. That's why, and I want them to win this game. And I think they will. They won a really close game, like a 24-23 type of game. But I'm gonna go with the Gophers. Very yeah, close. Seventy-eight percent of the fans got the Gophers. Kind of surprised by that. I don't. Not a lot of people don't like like that. The Gophers picked that much. They a lot of people picked to do that last week. So I think this would be a good game. As I said, this two teams looking to find their identity halfway through the year. You know what, Minnesota's got to establish that run game. If they, if they, if these two new freshmen, if they can maybe become the next big, big elite running backs for the Gophers, they got a chance to win. I, of course, have the University of Minnesota Gold Gophers taking out the Cornhuskers. And that's going to wrap it up. I think that was our last picks. We got nothing left here. That's our Week 7 show. Thank you, everybody, to what, uh, for listening to this on Spotify. You can find us at Elite Football Talk. Uh, thank you to Sam Wiskus, who made the intro for this this week's talk we're gonna hopefully that turned out really well he told me it did so thanks to him back in the ice cream truck i think he's had a he did uh, hopefully he's not running out i want to get a fudge yeah. stripe yeah well, we're gonna we're gonna try to go we get some sandwiches i i think he i think he does i think he has, i think he's eating them all actually so oh, dang it. bad had, bad news dang it. I was he's eating them all cream. so sorry everybody who was hoping to eat ice cream sam just couldn't sorry little himself. sammy so, no. yeah sorry for everybody uh thanks you can find us also again you can find us on instagram the picks all right leaf football talk the picks will be out I assume have they been posted yet, Andrew? Um, picks have not been. Posted picks will be, yet. but the picks will be posted, I believe, t- later tonight or tomorrow, sometime. So anybody who's waiting, you can uh, see him, and you can also go vote on the story. Go vote. We've had plenty of people vote already, so it's good to see people interact with that and be a part of it. So thanks everybody for listening and roll the vote. Skyima and go, go Gophers. Gophers.